Welcome back, everybody, to the Half Palmy. My name is Josh Liston. I'm here with comedian Oliver Hunter. How you going, Ollie? Good, Josh. Good. Thanks for the uh, the intro there. No, no, it's good to be here. We're, we're back again. We're doing it. We made it work two weeks in a row now. <laughs> we're doing it again. We had a little tech glitch at the, up the back there, but... <laughs> People don't need to know that, but I'm going to tell you anyway. They do now. Um, We're going to tell everyone about every tech glitch because nothing's better in a podcast than hearing about all the things that went wrong that got cut out. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got to hear um, about them anyway. Turns out uh, my t- the tech glitch was I just didn't have the uh, the old headphone jack plugged in properly, did the old switcheroo, and um, we're away. So we're all good to go. I was talking to a friend from Canada today and – he was asking how when people type the word road, like we've both got these roadcaster mixing desks, how people on the internet yeah. make the Scandinavian O with the line through it. And this is a very technical dude. And I wrote him a message on WhatsApp and said, dude, you just hold down O and it shows it as yes. an option. And he wrote back, he said, I did not think of that. I am the world's dumbest person. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because it's like then you hit the, the letter comes up with all different yeah. accents. But yeah, I've done that. By, I've done that by accident and <laughs> sent people a whole range of things that I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a classic. It's so basic you wouldn't check it first. Yeah, especially when you're so entrenched in the, the old tech world, you think you're across everything. So today, guys, we've got a couple of things coming. We're going to do a little yeah. a little catch up of where we've been and where we're going for the yeah. week, and we've also got something I'm very excited about: a top five servo ice creams. Now I've put. Yeah more thought into this than maybe a normal person would today because I had I, the whole day off. I've given this some serious thoughts, so I'm looking forward to throwing that out there and seeing what you've got, Ollie. Yep. got a few different angles of the top five servo ice creams, but I <laughs> I do I do love hearing that you've spent a lot more time on it than you should have. That's, that's my favourite words. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much my whole life. Members of my family looking at me like, you spent that much time doing that thing? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but let's dive in. Where have you been and where are you going? I think we'll start with you, mate. You've had a bit on. I'm I'm sort of in in power down mode because of the incoming uh, small human, and most people refer to it as baby. <laughs> that's that's happening any day now, um, as we record. So I've had once again a quiet few days. Didn't do much in the weekend. Just gone. So I'm in power. But I know you've had a bit on. You opened um, <laughs> for our, our friend and everyone's friend. I hope. Dan Muggleton, Daniel Muggleton, one of us, I, I would say, and I think you'd agree, Josh, one of Australia's best, I would say up and coming, but um, he's, I wouldn't say he's up and coming anymore. He's established comedian. So how was that? You were, you had an Aubrey show and you, you were on that one. How'd that go? The show itself was amazing. And Dan is, he was as good the other night as I've, I've seen him. I think that's the fourth time that I've seen him. I had kind of a bit of a mixed role. I was helping Dan. And for people who don't know, Dan's kind of like a super DIY guy. So he was booking it himself. He was promoting it himself. He was doing all the ticketing and everything himself. And I just helped him a little bit with the room and a bit of setup. And yeah. I think for someone like him or our friend Dane Simpson that have done dozens or hundreds of shows where they're both performing and they're organizing, I think they can – occupy those roles more easily than someone that's less experienced like a, like me. Yeah, I was opening. I knew I had five to seven minutes, but I was also helping him kind of organize things in the room as much or as little as he wanted me to with certain details. So I got a little bit caught up beforehand in 
I'm thinking about performing and then because I'd spent a couple of hours setting up and I probably should have been a bit more attentive to, hey, Josh, you're the person that's meant to be running this room, not self-absorbed comedian guy thinking about the five minutes you've got to do before the other guys get up. So I probably didn't do a great job of that part, but my actual set I think went really well. It had a pretty decent ticket price on it and he pulled some people and the people that were there loved it. Yeah. And they were lining up getting photos and he really crushed the other night. Like you and I saw him at the festival and he was great. I think he was, I don't know, don't want to put a number on it, but he was at least 25% better I think the other night. And like for example, to intro the night, he got up and just did five minutes of epic crowd work and then introduced yeah. me. And he's obviously and a, he's a master of that. But yeah. he, he just had it all going the other night. The crowd work, the jokes, the bits. It was all flowing together into this like muggleton stew. So yeah. it was really impressive. And I know a few people from Albury, obviously not the comedy mecca like a Melbourne or a Sydney, walked away and they've told other people they were really blown away by the quality of the show. And yeah, okay. the feature was Tom Whitcomb from Sydney, who was also really good. Different to Muggleton. Yeah. But, yeah, he was awesome. I think the thing, too, with, with Albury, um, since we've been doing doing stand-up in Albury, and I'm not based there anymore, but compared to Wagga especially, I don't know, Dane, Dane and Eleanor have fostered such a comedy, like, crew, comedy crowd in Wagga. But in Albury particularly, it's if it's not Carl, traditionally, if it's not Carl Barron or Dave Hughes, no one gives a shit. So it's it's great that like a guy like Muggleton one want, wants to come to Albury, and and two I hope that and he's now been but twice well he's been he's been back a second time within a twelve month cycle so he's like like a lot of those guys now that are just doing touring around around Australia outside the festivals because they they realise that there are people people there but you'd then on the flip. On the other point of that is you hope the people in the towns like the Aubrey's, the Wangaratas, and the and the Wagga's probably its own thing because what Dane's built there and Eleanor's built there. But I, I, I really hope that, that the word gets around about a guy like Dan Muggleton and the next year he comes back, Aubrey, order like a Wangaratta maybe down the track, that people come out and that, you know, hopefully next year in Aubrey he's got 50 or 60 in the, in the crowd <laughs> and... And it, and and it's great because I hope it and for guys like that it happens because and it will show that you don't necessarily have to have three three million views on TikTok or you know seven hundred thousand Instagram followers to be to be able to move some tickets in in towns like Albury. Mm. So I, I love that love that those guys come down come up to places like Albury and and um, Daniel Connell's another guy that I know, I've got to know a little bit as well down in Melbourne. He a guy like him. He's just Bit the same, probably self-produced sort of stuff, and just gets it out there. It gets the towns like, you know, whether it's Albury or Wangaratta or Taralgon. And I hope yeah. that I hope it's working out for those guys because they're killer acts, um, and they're not a Husey or a Carl Barron, but they're they're you know just as funny. And I hope that that those towns show them the love, whether yeah. it's this year next. Yeah. So and also and guys like that, they're lovely human beings. Like Daniel Muggleton, yeah. nicest guy. And I think you made the point about how Dane and, and him are similar. They, they self-produce the stuff. But I, I think you were saying you weren't as on it, you thought, from a help point of view. But I think, one, I don't think Dan would have thought that, first of all. I think a guy like him, he's, would have, I would hope he would appreciate any help 
Oh, he certainly did. Yeah, that wasn't his reflection. That was my own internal reflection more so than yeah. anything. Yes. So that's 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 what I was pointing out is that a guy like him's like just thankful that someone else is there to give him a tip on it's their town. So he's like, oh, maybe do that or do this, yeah. and it's there to, to to just help. Not that I've done that many shows with people at his level outside of maybe something like Dane's and Eleanor's stuff in Wagga and regionally where normally the crowds have been stronger and yep. he was almost apologetic that he couldn't p- pull more people for me to perform to. And I'm like, uh, mate, yeah. Yeah. I just appreciate the fact that A, you asked me, B, you trusted me to help and C, being on lineups with murderers is the thing that has allowed me and pushed me to get better. Yeah. Like I remember yeah. watching Jacques Barrett in Wagga last year and then the next night in a town named Girodry and it reset my bar for what I thought the level of kill that an Australian comedian could produce, like yeah. it went to a different level in my head. And now I've seen more people since then that I think are at that similar level and being on shows with them. Obviously, I'm not saying that I'm near them, but for my small chunk of time, I've got a goal. And that's yeah. and that's not to look crap on the same lineup as all these killers. Yeah, I think it's an important thing too. And again, we, we did say off last record when we recorded last time that we wouldn't get too comedy. No, this is gone. Know, we're in it. We're in it. In the way <laughs> I fucking love it. Um so I what I, I love too is that like what you're saying. And I, I've learned this and I'm still this is my man, mantra, I guess. Mantra, look at us talking mantras and whatever. But I like to think that because I down in Melbourne especially that you you get on these lineups with, you know, Tom Ballards or or Jarks or or you know um Dan Dan Muggleton as well. He's in Sydney though. But those sort of guys, you just gotta hold your own. And I think you're right, is that it does reset what what is what is good. And I think that's why I love doing those those these lineup shows with these proper pros, because mm-hmm. you're like, I don't and like you said, you don't want to look silly. But it's not even that you you don't want to it's not necessarily you don't want to bomb. Because, yeah, they also appreciate where you're at le- level-wise. Like, Dan wouldn't have expected you to, like, you know, kill at his level. I wouldn't have. Th- but it's just, to me, it's a, a lot of it is just is just hold your own and add to the show. That was the advice I got from Stu when I started in Wollongong. Um, Stu McPherson still running stuff up in Wollongong. Uh, he just said, when I when my first or second gig, we caught up after the, the gig. He said, oh, let's catch up for a beer. And he said, all I need you to do when you start, is just add to the show and a little bit. And sometimes adding the show is not ruining the show. So you're a positive by not adding negatives. Yes. <laughs> so he's like, you just got to, and to me, I, what I took away from that is you just got to hold your own. You've got your five minutes or your seven minutes mm. and you just got to, sometimes it can be the P, the audience are going to like you, but forget you in the same set, like in the same breath. They've got to, got to as they were, I've had this, they've got to walk out and go, oh yeah, you were on, you were good. Yeah. Sometimes that's all it is. The the worst thing you, you what you don't want is like, oh yeah, yeah, thanks, mate. Like that all. <laughs> I've had that too. Where you're bombing, like, are oh, you okay? Yep. <laughs> I I guess I'm somewhat lucky that I've never truly bombed on an important. When I say important, I mean ticketed show, and not. And it, it's literally only because I've only done X number of them. The more yep. of them you do, the more likely it is you're going to mega bomb. I mean, I did bomb at an electrician's corporate gig at two o'clock in the afternoon on a golf course. That was that was yeah. a fairly large bomb, but yeah, 
That's I've, also I've cool. certainly I've certainly crater bombed at many open mics now, including a music open mic that almost stole my soul. And yeah, those are the ones where it doesn't. They're more. You just got to take those where it. And if someone was to even say, oh, even anything you did on a night like that, you can take that as, a, I guess, a little bit of a compliment. But if you're hunting yeah. around at shows that are tough and you're one of the weaker comics hoping for, you know, compliments and people to blow smoke up your ass, I'm not sure if that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, that's, yeah, it's tough when people come up to you. Oh, they did open mics, like pure open mics now. Oh, what do you think? And so, like, oh, mate, I don't know. Like, and I, I do have to make, I do make a point not to go. Oh, no, you were great because when you're not, it's that. Like, I, I'm not my me. I don't want to be mean. And I, I've had this when I started again in Wollongong. Like, we had a bit of a crew. There was probably we all. There was probably five or six of us that all started at once together. And um, but the couple of the more senior guys, Stu was one of them. He said it was kind of a bit unsaid, sort of unwritten. But we never did this whole. Oh no, mate! That was actually great. It was the crowd, or it was a room. Like, it wasn't a mean thing. It was like, oh, it just wasn't your night. Like, it was a tough one. I remember the first ever gig I emceed. I struggled. Like, I was sweating it out. Just couldn't get anything going as the MC. Had no MC experience at this time. And then one of the guys, I thought, oh yeah, like it was you. You got through it. It was tough, but they didn't go. Oh no, mate! You killed. Like, it, it wasn't this false compliment. Yeah, I guess so to me, that's a big thing as well. I thought we'd I thought we'd move on, Ollie, and I'm super keen to get into this top five. So, yeah, every second episode will probably alternate between a golden era and a top five. So, love it. Firstly, for the top five today, why servo ice creams? This is the first top five you threw out as an option, and I loved it. But I want to know why is this number one? Well, I've had I've had yeah the whole idea for top fives sort of floating around my head for a while, but I just. I just thought one, or to be honest, I live across the road from a servo. So I thought I loved, I like the idea rather than just going top five ice creams and then you incorporate like, you know, the tubs from like Coles and Woolies and you got, there's a whole range of ice cream then. You can get into the weeds of, you know, boysenberry and all that stuff. But I thought servo ice creams, when you roll, when you get head into the servo, you could be traveling, family holiday, or just cruising through. And you see that you see that like the the big freezer chest things, and you whip back the the sliding door thing, and you're like, right, what am I? What are we working with here? And I just love that idea. I remember for me back in the day when we were on family holiday, that usually if it was summer too, like Christmas holiday, it'd be hot, so we'd roll, we'd pull up the probably the first or second servo down the road, whatever wherever we were going. There was four of us, me and my three brothers. We knew we were on when Dad rolled out of the servo with the, the four lemonade icy pulse. <laughs> yes. Like the street, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, once we once we got those, we were like, oh, we're, we're, our holidays kicked off. Yeah. We are fucking on here. We got the dollar, <laughs> <laughs> the dollar 50 or whatever they were back then, lemonade, icy poles, basic. Not ice cream. They were just, yeah, the icy, yeah, like basically frozen lemonade on a stick. Uh, um, and what a form. Of lemonade, that frozen yeah. form. No item over delivers for value and enjoyment for the dollar more than a lemonade isopel. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you right there. Like it's never not been a winner. And the hotter it yeah. is, the better it performs. And quite often yeah. some other ice creams, not great performers on the hottest days. Yeah. Yeah, they gotta they gotta be optimal conditions um, so for bit, certain ice creams. 
Yeah, before oh, we get it, get too into the weeds and start talking about mouthfeel, let's jump into this top five. So, All right. are we going to go five through one? One being our favourite. I reckon okay. we'll do that. Right. So obviously we may have some of the same ones here, guys. And you're not. We're not going to have forty five anecdotes per ice cream. I don't think. But <laughs> <laughs> can I just start with a honourable mention, Ollie? This is one that I always assumed I wouldn't like because. Just the look of the actual ice cream, it just had way too much going on for a thing on a stick. And it's something yeah. I've tried it only as an adult and I thought, I've been missing out. It's the golden gay time. I, for some reason, for a long time, thought I don't want like the layer of nuts and I'd, I've always had an aversion to anything that's covered in coconut, but I don't even okay. like anything that's covered in something that's not part of the main thing, not a huge fan of. All right, so you so just just to um, clarify, this is an honourable mention. You you're on board with the gay time after initially not as an adult. Bored. I can't put it in the all time top five because it's only something I've recently discovered. So I'm not sure if my long term fandom will continue. I just had one randomly and thought this is better than I expected. So that's my honourable mention. But number five for me is the vanilla Cornetto. I think it's super reliable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to clarify. Obviously, I was complaining that the Golden Gay Time was covered in something that I didn't know what it was. Obviously, the Cornetto's got nuts on it as well, but it's only a part coverage. So, okay. Yeah, I like part coverage. <laughs> the only problem is, and I will say, the downfall of the Cornetto is if you're in one of those really dodgy back of nowhere servos that has too small a freezer but too much ice cream in the freezer. That yep. you may find that there's damage to the Cornetto. So maybe not the most durable ice cream. Okay. Number number four is my go-to when it's brutally hot. So this is my choice because they're more expensive. Obviously, your parents are, cho- <laughs> are once again throwing out lemonade icy pals. But I'm a big fan of the splice pine lime. When it's, yep. when it's hot, hot, that's my go-to. So that's my summertime love. Number three is the one I loved most as a kid because it felt like getting two things in one, and that was the Buffalo Bill. That's my old school choice. And really, I remember enjoying the eating it down to the bubblegum nose part more than maybe if I liked the ice cream or not. I can't remember my feeling on the yeah. ice cream itself, but I thought it looked cool, and I liked that you got the, the sweet at the end. Yep. Number two, because I... Well, Ollie knows, but not everyone knows. I was a competitive swimmer for most of my childhood, right through to about 13, 14. I always pretty much thrived off the Calippo. Yeah. I liked an ice cream that you could literally eat a bit of, put it down, go swim a race, come back, and it had hardly melted. (laughs) It was still a solid ice block. It had logistical benefits. It had logistical benefits. It was... (laughs) unbelievably potent in terms of sugar and I could just yeah. walk off and leave it and come back and it'd be like drinking cordial, frozen yeah. cold cordial. So that was always a winner just on the more – that's more probably my competitive option. If I really want to be a high performer, I go to Calippo. <laughs> yeah. And number one is the ice cream that's probably seen out most of my adulthood. The first thing I'll look for in every – Oh, every servo freezer, and that's the old almond magnum. I don't yeah. know when I started eating them, 
and I know, I know I was a bit late to the party because for some fucking reason I thought Heavens were better than Magnums back in the day when I was a kid. Heaven probably didn't even exist by the time you were around, but they were almost identical. And in my mind, I was a Heavens, I was a Heaven guy, which would be like saying you're a Converse guy instead of or an Adidas guy instead of a Nike guy. Yeah, like but no, back in the day, Adidas had the career up and about. Yeah, yeah, yeah they had. They had the zeitgeist for a little bit there, and that's what heaven had. Yeah. <laughs> heaven definitely yeah. had the zeitgeist. But once yeah. you you were a pre pre Jordan, like or pre <laughs> pre Magnum. Yeah, you were <laughs> in, yeah. in my pre mag phase. I was a big yeah. fan of the heaven, but yeah. now as an adult, it's the one that I'll buy in the little mini packet as well from the supermarket, like the tiny versions. Is the almond Magnum? Yeah. I just think you can't beat it. And I, I like eating it, and this is why it's key, Ollie. I like eating it more than one way. I, <laughs> I can eat the chocolate off it, and then, <laughs> and then I can eat the ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> or I can just, or if it's the little ones from the the supermarket, I can just crunch those and eat them. <laughs> so. <laughs> Can I, just, can I just point out, when I threw this up as an idea, I did not expect the PhD level of research that was incoming from Jay Liston's side of the fence. But I, love- I, didn't, I didn't even realise I had feelings about this until today. Yeah. Oh, I feel underprepared now, but anyway. Uh- you can't be underprepared with a servo ice cream. That's the whole point. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're on the video to each other. I don't know that a, that a clipboard was involved. Uh, I, I would have. Uh, uh, have you got some references down there, like sort of un, university essay style? You got some et al. Uh, <laughs> I do. Et al I do strength. have a few. I do have a few footnotes there. Oh, that's funny. um, yeah. Okay, I think we do have a couple of crossovers. I, I again, I had a few lenders on how I could have could have done. So when I threw this idea up for myself, I was like, "Do you go down the slightly sort of." budget like childhood nostalgia route or do you go do you also because what i get what i have the capacity to get now in the servo ice cream as i lived across the road from one is as an adult i have you know to get some of the more higher end ones we mentioned connoisseur before yeah um and connoisseur have entered the market of the stick ice cream and, and they they do have shelf space in my in my servo freezer so I had to add some thoughts. I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw throw a mixture up. Um, it has been talked about a lot already, but the uh, number five for me was probably the um, the lemonade icy pop. I just think nostalgia and just it had a it's it's I mean it's still it's still there. It's prime spot in the freezer. So it it's a it's a transcends generation. It's it's. It's seen Nike and it's gone. Don't worry about us, mate. You, we'll do our thing. Um, yeah. not, you know, heaven fell off. As uh, I don't even know what heaven is, Josh. So yeah, that's probably where our age gap comes into it. But yeah. as I said, <laughs> if we're talking, if we're talking Nike Converse, I guess uh, I would never know what Lemonade Street's icy pole is. I think it's probably uh, your, it'd probably have to be your Doc Martin. Yeah, something that's yeah. been around for a hundred years and it'll probably be around for a hundred more. <laughs> yep. Yep. I was going to say is it Under Armour, but I think Under Armour's a bit of a. I, I think Connoisseurs your Under Armour. Yeah, I, I think because yeah, they've cool. come in, they're super high performing and they're fucking tremendous. And they've landed Steph Curry. I don't know if <laughs> Steph Curry's eating Connoisseur. <laughs> I but, reckon he might but, be in the off season. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go eliminate Aussie pie number five. Number four, 
Um, I'm going to go down the streets, Paddle Pop uh, Avenue for my next couple. Number four, I'm going to go the Banana Streets Paddle Pop. I'm a big big fan of banana flavored things. I mean, I'm I, I get around the milkshake quite often, and I cop a lot of heat for liking milkshakes to the level I do. I um, stand by them. I get called the, I get told I'm a child for liking milkshakes with the veracity that I do, but I, I stand by them. Um, so banana banana streets battle pop. Number four, number three. Can I, sorry, with- could I ask a question about banana flavored stuff? <laughs> my my actual favorite ice cream ever was never available in the servo, or I can never remember it being is the Barney banana. Right. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the Barney banana, but it, unlike the paddle pop, which was like icy in a way, the Barney banana yep. was like sticky almost. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's probably. Probably one of those things where I'm showing my age, but I think you can still get them in the supermarket. Yeah. But it was a non-servo <laughs> ice cream, so. wasn't in the servo chest. No, it wasn't um, in the servo chest. <laughs> number three, I'm for number three. I'm going to throw in the, I think you mentioned, the um, splice. <sighs> so we do have an overlap there. The lemon-lime splice was number three for me. Because that, that was the one had the, like, the... Harder out outer shell, oh. icier shell. Yes. And then you entered the, the entered the soft serve ice cream phase. Mm. I could be going out a limb here and and pull me back in, Josh, if you have to. But were they did they crawl so connoisseurs and and magnums could sort of run? Like did they did they did they sort of intro us to the <laughs> the icy outside and the ice cream filled inside? I I could be wrong. I could have my history off there. I'm not I, sure. I'm I, not sure if the the pine lime did because the pine lime was like your primo servo version, but yeah. splice, as we all probably know, also has the more budget version of the same thing that's like red and cola and whatever else that you can get yeah. just in a box from the supermarket. So yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, between them yeah. and heaven. I mean, we're, I'm going to go with it. Yeah. Uh, I think they did. I think that they set up a runway for like the hard outer, soft inner kind of ice cream. Yeah, 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 yeah. So number three was the uh, the splice pine lime for me. Can um, I ask though, is that a is that a three sixty five day a year ice cream for you, or is it a hot day only? Uh, I mean, I could, mate. I can eat ice cream any day of the week, any season, any time. <laughs> I realised um, for myself as I've got a um, as I said, baby incoming. I realized uh, yesterday that for me, I'm, I'm, I do have some concerns. We're getting a bit off track here, but I do have some concerns about, you know, being a parent, having a baby and being that, having that life now. But one of them is like the discipline. And when I say discipline, I mean like for me, 98% of adulthood has been just convincing myself on a daily basis, if not hourly basis, that no, you don't need ice cream right now. <laughs> <laughs> So what I'm saying is I'm forecasting to when my when my child or children yeah. at the moment there's only one coming, but you know, there could be more in a few years' time when, you know, so I've got a four year old getting around and we're in the shops or we're driving we're somewhere and they're like, Dad, can we get some ice cream? And I go, No. And they go, Why not? I'm like, You raise good points. Let's get <laughs> let's, let's get ice cream. <laughs> So anyway, that's that's your argument is strong. 
Yeah. <laughs> there is no good reason to not get ice cream. That's my point. So that's where I'm at with ice cream. I'm a I'm a four I'm a four seasons uh ice cream eater. Anyway, so number three was uh the uh spiced pine lime I'm with you, Josh. Number two, I'm gonna go back to the streets paddle pop world and that's the rainbow paddle pop. I did mention that we would as kids get the lemonade icy pole because it was, you know, the budget just cheap dollar 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 fifty option. But if we, the four of us, if we got like if we got to choose, or we if, even if we didn't get to choose, the the sort of the higher budget upper echelon for us was a rainbow paddle pop. So if Dad rolled out of the survey with a rainbow paddle pops, we were like, someone's feeling good because <laughs> <laughs> we get rainbow paddle pops. Um, <laughs> yeah, number two, rainbow paddle pop, and number one, and this is bringing it sort of more to the current day as an adult with some money has a job. I have the uh, capacity to roll over to the servo um, across the road and I pick up um, the connoisseur cookies and cream. Mm. And it, 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 it's amazing in, um, in tub form. Uh, it's obviously all in the shops, in the, in the tubs. So I do get it in tub form as well, but it has entered the servo ice cream game. <laughs> and similar to Magnum's, it's 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 a real it's a real experience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I am there for it, and I I love it. But for me, yeah, that's number one. Um, cookies and cream, ice cream in general. I do like when and it, it when it's proper, like too. If you go to an ice creamery and it's like got Oreo chunks in it, but that that flavor as a spectrum, cookies and cream it, for me is the is it's nearly a number one, if not number one in general. But yeah, that's that's for me. That is where we're at. With um, Serbo ice creams, cookies and uh, cookies and cream connoisseur, bang, we're in there. Um, <laughs> cookies uh, and cream, <laughs> cookies and cream, another flavor combination that, f- for whatever reason, just like the gay time, I just yeah. convinced myself at one point, oh, that's not for me. Yeah. My favorite ice cream is like the Buller vanilla in the tub, and I would just yeah. eat that with nothing on it, no toppings or anything. Yeah. I could eat that straight yeah. out of the tub. So I figured, yeah. oh, with well, all of these cookies and whatever, 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 just yeah. not for Josh. Then I yeah. tried the connoisseur one once my old housemate had it and my mind was blown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had the same experience. Because I, I, I also, this again, when I'm there, I guess we're on the ice cream track. I judge a brand or ice creamery or whatever you want to say. I think you judge them on their vanilla. I, I've copped criticism for this too, but I think if – Buller's a we were growing up, we got if we had Buller in the house, that was my brothers and I, that was our like, oh, we, we my mum and dad, because they get it when it's on special. Yeah. So we'd Buller ice cream. I remember the day when they, they started almost, ex, I think they exclusively started shopping at Aldi. Oh, and they got a, a whatever off brand they got ice cream there. Yeah. Ulla. Just some <laughs> yeah. random old lady yeah. from Germany's ice cream. <laughs> yeah. And it had a flavour to it that I've I still can't get out of my head. It's it's it's, it's ingrained there. But yeah, Buller for me. There's certain the things at Aldi that have the flavour of poverty. <laughs> yeah. And their ice cream is one of them. Yes. they Kansas Kansas soft drink back in the day could hold their own with any soft drink. Oh, but they could they? Their their ice cream, sixty cent can of can of soft drink, mate. Couldn't go wrong. Yeah, that that is good. Uh, <laughs> um, so can I ask? Sorry, who are these? Who are these devils? That are saying that you don't judge an ice cream brand by the vanilla, like of course well, you do. I, yeah, to me, you judge ice cream. You judge ice cream by the vanilla, and you judge a pizza 
to me, pizza, place, brand, whatever, if you go to a pizza shop, you judge them by their margarita. Yes. Also man, agree. Anyone can throw anyone can throw anything on a pizza. Anyone can throw anything in ice cream. I think I think cold rock is just an abomination. I think none of this like I mean, I, I'm glad that they're hanging by a thread from a finance, by a business <laughs> sense. Like you see them, you see an odd one every now and then. You're like, oh, they're still going. Good on a bit like Hogs Breath Cafe. Uh, you're like, oh, they're still going. You know, like, I don't know how you hang it in there, but I thought we woke it up. But yeah, I, I don't agree with them. I tried it once, Cold Rock, when I was about twelve, and I just didn't get it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I judge ice cream by vanilla, and I also judge pizza. They're my that's a good, to me, a good marker. If their margarita is good, I'm sure their peri-peri chicken or whatever other flavour topping thing they got going on mm. is good too. But, yeah, if their margarita or their vanilla is no good, respectively, I'm not messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's almost gospel right there, mate. So we want, we want to finish up today. And also, I should say, reach out to myself or Ollie. Our contacts will be wherever you're listening to this today. And let us know what your top five ice creams are. And if you're okay, we'll give you a shout out on the show and read them quickly. But and also, just to, just to, and there, there, with more top fives coming, and like you said, more more count like golden era as well. But and we're, we're, this isn't a uh, this isn't an argumentative segment. We're not we're we're open to any and all suggestions. Yes. So don't, don't you don't need to come at us like not this hasn't happened yet. I'm just forecasting. <laughs> It'll this happen. Isn't, <laughs> this isn't my god. Mine's how could you say that? Mine's better. How could you miss this? Open door policy here at half party. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Just like you can have whatever topping you want on your party, you can eat whatever ice cream you like. Right. Yeah. So, let's wind this one up. Thanks so much for listening, guys. If you do have your own top five or you want to comment on your top five ice creams, let us know. What's your Instagram handle? Ollie, I can't remember it. Oliver Hunter underscore 95. Mine is at Joshua C. Liston, which is just my name on everything. And I realized very early on that people still read that, even though it says Josh Liston as Josh Cliston, which is not the best. <laughs> I should have really thought that through. So let us know what you think. And if you're enjoying the show, share it with someone that might want to laugh. Righto. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye.